Hey everyone, welcome to episode 82 of This Week in Marketing Show, also known as the Trimfield. This is Gihad Sadi Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of November 8, 2021. Also, just so that you know, I am still on the road actually vacationing here in South Florida, which basically means that I do not have access to my recording equipment. So I am doing this using recording this podcast using my AirPods, and that basically means that audio quality is not going to be as good as it has been however i feel that you know i need to get this podcast out so i am getting it done also i'm recording this a day late it's monday morning here and again because i was traveling and on the road yesterday all day and by the time i reached south florida uh, it was too late exhausted tired and i just couldn't make myself to go ahead and do this recording with kids in the hotel room and things like that okay with that let's move on Today, first off, we have an update from Twitter. With Twitter adds this new option to let non-Twitter users change into spaces. Uh, believe it or not, I'm excited about this update. I thought I was actually attending a Twitter Spaces conversation last Friday, and you know, obviously at that time I had to use the Twitter app. But this was the first time I was adding, uh, watch, uh, listening to a Twitter Spaces conversation. Again, it's similar to uh, Clubhouse. However, what I really liked was that it had, um, you know, audio text caption uh, or closed captioning as it was happening i really enjoyed this conversation again there is not much difference between twitter spaces and clubhouse however given that twitter is allowing non um, twitter users to listen in from the web it's really really good and it will only help amplify uh, twitter's reaches in the non-twitter uh, world However, I feel like, you know, given how these platforms are copying each other, I feel like Clubhouse is going to go ahead and do copy this feature very quickly. Okay, with that, next update. The next update is Microsoft Audience Network now prohibits four types of ads. So what are these types of ads? Are? Number one, it's lawsuit, advertising or invitations to participate in a lawsuit, end-of-life products and services such as, but not limited to cremation services, funeral, flowers, arms, coffins, and obituaries. The third group is health supplements and vitamins. However, enforcement for supplements and vitamin ads that are already currently running on the network will not begin until January 2022. And lastly, it's gambling, which is already prohibited on Microsoft Audience Network, but now will also be prohibited on native advertising side when Microsoft owned and operated properties. So what does this mean? It's, this means, you know, basically up until now, these are these four categories that are already prohibited on Google and Facebook. Microsoft had given you a leeway and Microsoft is coming back and, you know, uh, basically clamping down. So if you hadn't taken advantage of this, uh, if you're in any of these four industries and you have taken advantage of these uh, opportunities, then that's good for you. But if you have not, you've missed out. And now, you know, it's back to square one. And now maybe you need to look at other greener pastures, other platforms where these are not prohibited. And you kind of, you know, again, I'm not saying be shady, but, you know, you just have an angle uh, to get your message out, get your business going. And I'm sure new and new platforms are going to come out like we saw TikTok come up, uh, Clubhouse is coming up. So I'm sure that at one point, they're going to have audio ads and things like that. Okay. Of course, you have YouTube and you can do YouTube videos. And again, that's a different uh, story for another day. Okay. Next up, we have a uh, third update we have is Facebook has announced uh, or Facebook has launched a creative app platform to expand uh, stories functionality. Okay. What is this creative app platform? So now when we create stories, obviously, 
we take a picture or a video, but after we do that or before we do that, we have to say, oh, this is the picture I want to do. And then we have to go ahead and edit it in our app and then go do other things. So sometimes that kind of slows things down. So Facebook is taking a page out of, uh, I believe, Snapchat Mini. And what they're doing is they're saying, okay, well, whenever you're in the moment and you take a photo with the Stories app, you'd be able to whatever, you know, modify the video or edit the pictures and things like that. So instead of, you know, using your phone's camera to take the video or the picture and then modifying it and then going into Stories, Facebook wants you to use stories. And obviously, this creative ad platform, there's this is just the rollout and there's going to be more and more people or more and more app developers submitting apps into this application. So tomorrow you might see something like a Zoom filter. Again, I'm just saying, right? you know, different options that are going to come in. And so basically, Facebook wants to be this super app where you start with the picture and you do other things with it and then publish it right away. So that's the gist of this. Overall, again, nothing creative from Facebook, but Facebook is trying to kind of, you know, encourage people to uh, use their app uh, and things like that. So right now, as you can see, Facebook is doubling down on stories, whereas Instagram is doubling down on reels. Okay. With that, let's go to the next update. And this is a good segue. Uh, so Instagram did add two new options to reels. Again, this is a feature that Instagram has copied from TikTok. Why are we not surprised? Instagram is just copying, same uh, with Facebook, and they're just basically on a catch-up mode, uh, which remains to be seen how Facebook parent company Meta is gonna really gonna be able to innovate or just gonna copy features from other people so that they can keep up. So what are these two features? One is text-to-speech and the other one is voice effect. So text-to-speech again is a very popular feature on Instagram where Sometimes if you have text and you can, uh, you know, have the computer voice uh, and choose between male and female to read back instead of adding your own voiceover, which I think, you know, in a situation like this where I am recording this podcast in a very noisy uh, room because I am actually sitting here trying to get my car in shady place, there are car passing by, there's a TV behind me, and obviously people talking here, it's a shop. And you know, a lot of noise is happening. Obviously, the airport and the crisp helps. So text to add speech might be helpful there. In that case, the other one is a voice effect option in um, Reels. Again, this is a feature that copied from TikTok, uh, where you can now change your recorded voice to make it sound like you've been sucking on helium, or you're a robot, or a giant, among various others, uh, which could be interesting in a way to change up your clips. I mean, you know what? I'm going to give this a try for our podcast, for our channel. So again, if you're not following MKT, A-N-D, Grow, that's MKT short for Market, A-N-D, Grow, on Instagram or Twitter, go ahead and follow us because you're going to see some of these things as I'm trying on. Okay, next up, we have a report from Shopify, Google, and Pinterest on saying, you know, what's popular, the shopping trend, what people are searching for, and all these things. Why are they doing this? Obviously, they are trying to come out with data on what they're seeing so to help users make decisions. That's one thing, you know, user as a, if you're gonna make a purchasing guide, you can kind of see what's in demand and you can kind of, I guess, budget for things. That's one. Number two, for small business angle, since this podcast is um, geared towards small businesses, what I would say is that this is working for creating a marketing campaign. Who do you wanna target? What do you wanna target? What's in demand? Create ad campaigns that if you're not selling the product, then you probably want to create like an anti-product campaign. Or if you have a product, you could sell the hottest 10 top 
ideas, create SEO contents, uh, create blog posts, things like that. So it's very, very helpful. And of course, you know, if you have those products, you might know what to stock up this holiday season. That's it. So you're going to find the list to those, uh, you know, links of the research or the, you know, how to say the publications on the shopping guides on what's uh, on the shopping guides, the what's trending this holiday season on our show notes page. Check it out again. It's too much to cover because you know it's from Google, Shopify, and Pinterest. Okay, with that, let's go to the next one. Uh, Google has basically announced that Google legal interstitials slash banner does not affect SEO. So, what are these legal interstitials slash banners? Well, these are like those pop up messages says. Do you agree? Do you consent to the cookie collection or, you know, a European law, GDPR, privacy, things like that, just pop-ups that come up. Now, Google realizes that, you know, in certain countries, in certain verticals, this is a must-do. And where this is all playing on, like, for example, in last episode, we covered, like, you know, that Google is going to bring uh, you if your page experience, uh, to the page experience uh, algorithm. Right, so Google is now coming and saying, Well, we understand that pop ups are going to be the necessary evil, so we are not going to ding you on your SEO because of those pop ups. So we are going to ignore them, but any other pop up that shows up, we are going to ding you for that. Overall, what you want to do is you want to make sure your page experience uh, is as good as it can be, uh, reduce the number of pop ups. Uh, this is an SEO thing. However, Google is basically for the page experience. One thing what Google does is like, you know, it says that how long does it take to, you know, for the page to load the content to kind of the text to uh, to appear on the screen. And number two is, they, are there any, uh, how long, if there are any forms, how long it's the first input delay? Because that's what Google matters. The third thing Google wants to check is, you know, if you're scrolling, does there pop up that comes up after like five seconds, uh, five, 10, 12 seconds later, and it just pops up. If you have one of those things, like a pop-up that says, sign up for a newsletter, which is super annoying, especially in mobile, and as well as desktop, and I see a lot of, uh, um, digital marketing blog sites and uh, news sites do that because I know this because I use all of this to publish this podcast and they're annoying, they're going to get dinged. Okay, that's all you need to know from there. Next update. The next update is Google publishes a list of Google IP addresses. Why do you care? Well, if you see, if you have a list of IP addresses, and this is the first thing Google is publishing this IP address. So if you have a list of IP addresses, you know if Google bot is coming or not this on your site. Um, there are two things you can do. You could actually use these IP addresses to say if anyone else uh, kind of figure out if Google bot is visiting or if, if there are any harmful bots that are come crawling your site again and again and slowing your site down, you can actually filter them out and block them. So you can use this list to kind of you know uh, stop uh, other harmful blog bot such as say a bot from the Chinese uh, search engine. Or the Russian search engines, which again, if you're not doing business with them, why do you want them and slow them in your files and kind of, uh, you know, first of all, mess up your analytics data. Number two is, uh, let me see, what else can you do? Uh, corrupt your analytics data, make it a lot of dirty things, as well as you know, slow your site down because you know your site has finite amount of resources, whether it's web server power, things like that. You don't want that. And if, you are, if these bots consume too much of your spaces, uh, server resources, 
then of course your provider is not going to be happy and they're going to either ask you to go move into a higher tier of support or move into a different provider or a different uh, you know server at all so with that what i'm saying is uh go ahead and check it out again this is not for a small business owner to do it by himself because it's quite uh resource intensive i do plan to publish a video on this sometime in the future so that way you kind of know you can do it yourself if you're a small business owner and you're not technically savvy you can do that but again this requires a little bit of technical knowledge okay let's up uh, is that google logo now uh, structured data supports image object type what are this well let me explain this to you in a layman's way like you know have you ever sometimes searched for um say a big company large company and then you see their logo on the right hand side of the google search along with other you know uh similar companies or competitor companies if you ever wondered how they got those logos up there then this is what you want to know because a lot of small businesses do not know this and they're missing out and the large companies they know this because of uh, you know they have the resources they have the people and they do this but this is not really very hard again i think i should do a video on this because it's so easy but at the same time uh, many people miss out so what you need to do is uh, you need to create a schema object again this is a schema object that you humans do not see but that is in your web page source code behind the scenes uh, uh, your bots like google bots can see it and read it and what it does is like in addition to providing the url to your logo you kind of now the image object type allows you to put some uh, things like caption about the logo and some text and who it is what the logo is about and things like that and what it does it helps you to basically show up more again so for example someone were to search market and grow our market and grow company logo is going to show up on the right hand side of the google search on our desktop and you know it just makes it look more official again this information is going to help you uh, get be seen uh, on google organically in a better way than your computer so that's all it's going to do next update we have is uh, google here's a guide on how to enable key moments snippets in google search what is that if you sometimes search on google right and let's just say how do i edit my video in canva sometimes you will see a video show up and it has like you know show that video and now i'm not talking about youtube or in a video search i'm talking about in google search it will show you a video and uh, you click on the video it takes you right at that point where it shows that key moment where the guy or the girl is actually editing the video in canva google actually comes out with a guide that says how are people getting it done and you know all the requirements for it it's very very neat it's easy once you get hang out hold of it there are two ways to get it done one is automatic which is google doing it for you and the other one is manual now a couple of things you want to know google is going to give uh, give preference to the manual one so if you do it manually obviously you will have a higher chance of showing up and number 2 is if you're doing it automatically it will have a lower chance that's one number 2 is you if for you to show up on key moment search you need to also be careful that your video is alone on a page if it's embedded with text and other stuff on a page then the video will not get picked up so this is a fyi for us where we are embedding the uh theme show recording which is this podcast video with text in the same page and uh work for us for me is to basically split it out so that the video itself is on uh, one page and the uh text is on another page and of course 
on if you're on YouTube, it happens automatically, automatic chapters, it's already getting picked up. But if it's a third-party platform such as Wistia, Vimeo, or something like that, just make sure that your you know provider supports this kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, again, I feel like a video like this on how to get it done is due because it's not very complex, but it just requires you to kind of show you how to get it done. And once you get it done, it's going to be like, oh my God, this is so easy. Why did I not do it before? Okay, next up, uh, the, I forgot that I think this is the uh, 10th update of this week is Google Keyword Planner has added three new columns and those three columns are year over year change, three months change and three month training type. What is going to happen if you are into Google Ads campaign, you know, Keyword Planner is a very valuable tool. It allows us to kind of figure out, you know, are we going to bid on this uh, keyword? Is there enough volume? What's happening? And historical data, year over year change, three month change really helps us to plan better campaigns and increase our ad spend, decrease our ad spend, lead properly, things like that. So it's a very valuable tool. Again, go check it out. If you are unable to do it, I guess maybe. Maybe we should do a short training. What do you think? Okay. Update number 11. And the last update of this week is that YouTube removes dislikes counts. It's not removing the dislike button completely. It's just going to remove the dislike count. So number of people, you're going to see number of people who like the video. And number of people who dislike the video is not going to be there because we are YouTube is saying, well, we've done experiments where we see that there is the dislike army brigade or dislike brigade where they come in and they mass dislike a video and obviously you know it sends the wrong signal to our uh, algorithm or people get dissuaded because they're getting attacked and so we want to remove that publicly you can still dislike a video it's just that you will not see how many people have disliked i feel like you know that's a pure bullshit and here is why facebook removed the dislike button from facebook likes for a long time ago because they said oh this is harmful right for whatever you know it's a double-edged sword okay? and why i'm calling it a bullshit is because you you cannot just go out on your own and go ahead and you know just like a video you have to have a google account now if there are google accounts you know and if they're bot accounts you know what you need to do is you can google always figure out they can write an algorithm that can filter out hey is this guy is this account always saying negative things to this channel videos Right, and you can eventually write out and figure it in an algorithmic way. I mean, Google has algorithms that does find key moments in a video, find fraud detection, all these things, and you think you cannot do this? It's pure machine language. But at the same time, I think what Google is trying to do is, if you see a video that has a high number of dislike uh, counts or whatever for genuine reasons, you would probably not watch it. Now you would have to watch that video to. Uh, you know, figure out if this video is for you or not. Again, you know, I think, you know, it just does a disservice. Uh, overall, you know, as a small business creator or a small creator, I know, you know how hurtful and painful it is for me to see if someone dislikes my video where I put in so much heart and soul, but there is a lot of people who are doing a bait and, bait and switch. Um, they're like, you know, really gaming the system. So it's a double-edged sword, that's what I say. But And I don't buy go, uh, YouTube's, YouTube's reason, but it is what it is, you know. These are the platforms they make the rules we live by the rules uh you know we just have to figure out a way to live with it and deal with it okay already folks that's it for this week in marketing now you know everything you need to know if you'd like to read more make sure you visit our show page where you'll find the links to these articles once again this is your service and until next week take care bye-bye 
Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing. Marketing.